COVID. 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 That's all we have heard for the last year and a half, and it's what we continue to hear every single day. The pandemic has reshaped the world and irreversibly changed the lives of each of us. This year, classes are back in person. Things are finally transitioning back to what we used to deem as normal, or to some sort of new normal. The pandemic is not over yet, and we're all still trying to understand what this all means. However, for all that we have heard and read about these changes, we still need to rethink our narrative and reflect more deeply about our days and nights, losses and gains, tears and smiles during these times. These reflections take time and require careful sifting through our memories, thoughts, and emotions, alongside study of data and expert analysis. We think, and we hope you will too. That analyzing the stories we are telling about the pandemic is important. Understanding the ways in which different leaders and experts are trying to persuade us to think and behave differently about or because of the pandemic will help to prepare us to face the unpredictable future ahead of us. So, welcome to the Voices Through the Mask podcast, a production by students at Emory University and David Morgan's New Media Writing Class. We may need to speak through our mask to create this podcast, but we think we've got useful things to say about where we've been and where we are headed. Quarantine, isolation, social distance. These lexicons and many others described in an earlier episode all indicate that living through the pandemic can be an isolating experience. Though these guidelines are extremely crucial to follow for everyone's safety, we also shouldn't ignore the impacts they have had on our mental well-being. Of course, mental health is extremely personal and looks different for everyone. But we were curious to learn more about the ways that the pandemic has impacted the mental health of a special, yet just as human community, the athletes. From the cancellation or delay of thousands of sporting events, including the Olympics, to not being able to train as regularly and meet up with teammates, how are athletes navigating the new reality in terms of mental health? Following gymnast Simone Biles' withdrawal from the Olympics and her advocacy on mental health issues afterwards, what role do athletes play in raising awareness among the public? Is it possible that the pandemic have helped in some way besides all the negatives it brought upon our mental health? Welcome to another installment of Voices Through the Mask, brought to you by Stella Zane, Crystal Wayne, and Lori Yeh. In this episode, we explore the ways the pandemic has influenced mental health from the perspective of athletes. We're very lucky that our producer Crystal is actually an elite athlete herself. Let's hear what she has to say about this issue. Stella, how are you today? Hi, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. It feels so strange and interesting, I guess, to be on the other side, to be the interviewee. Yeah. Well, I'm really glad that you wanted to talk about this、mm-hmm. issue. I think it's very important for、mm-hmm. us to raise awareness on this. I guess for people who don't know you, could you please 
briefly introduce yourself and your table tennis journey? Yeah, of course. Hi everyone, I'm Crystal and I am a table tennis athlete. I started when I was around six years old and I've been playing for around 13 years now. And I joined the US national team in uh, 2012. So I've been on the team for eight years or so now. Has mental health been something you've always thought about? And like you try to cope with, I guess. Cope with, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think I didn't start realizing about like the mental health aspect um, until like later on in my table tennis career. I think what is more commonly talked about in table tennis and in sports in general is more of like physical health. Um, if you're like physically okay to compete and if you're if you have any injuries or anything like that. But I think for mental health, it was this one tournament, I, um, I think it was in 2017, when I really started to realize that maybe it's time for me to take a break. And I did feel like even during the tournament, I was struggling a little bit with my mental health. And also, I think I had trouble just like stepping on the court and um, playing. And after that tournament, I did take a break for a few months, I think, and I that was like a turning point for me. Thank you so much for opening up about this. It's, um, I know it's definitely not easy. I think you brought up a really mm -hmm. great point about physical injuries in comparison to mental health mm -hmm. challenges. I guess, have you ever gotten physically injured because of table tennis or any physical injuries that prevented you from competing? I've never gotten like really severe physical injuries as a result of like training or like competition but i have like i guess minor more minor injuries usually like my knee or my like shoulder there would be like pain it's nothing like too crazy that like i couldn't compete but it was definitely something that's like it just sometimes mm -hmm. it, it kind of bothers me i guess were you like asked by your coaches to like tough it through yeah i would say so um I guess for me, since like I don't get injured as much, I have a lot of like soreness in my muscles or if like I'm not feeling like too well physically, like sometimes they would just be like, oh, it's okay, like it'll go away. But honestly, I think for my team and my coaches at least that they're all pretty understanding, like they really don't want you to get injured because they were once athletes themselves. They think like physical health is important because like if you compete when you're injured, or if you don't get enough rest when you're injured, um, it can only get worse. and it might get like really bad to a point where it's like hard to recover. Mm -hmm. I think they do take that pretty seriously. You talked about how they put a lot of focus on making sure that all the team members are physically healthy. Have they ever mentioned like your mental health at all? Um, that I don't think they have talked about as much. Usually when we have our team meetings, the main focus is like making sure that you don't get injured and making sure that you're like physically ready to compete but they don't talk about mental health enough and i feel like sometimes they might not ask us how we are feeling mentally if we're like mentally ready to compete and i think that would be helpful especially for like team matches like you need the team spirit obviously and like when one member is not feeling like their best i think it's important to be the support system to help them Mm -hmm. Have you, like yourself, taken any steps to de-stress and take care of your mental health? Yeah, I, I guess for me, yeah, it's really important for me to take care of my mental health. I, sometimes, like, when I'm feeling, like, too stressed, when I'm, like, I know I'm just, like, 
not mentally prepared to step in the court and compete or if I'm just not ready to train that day I might like take a day off or two from training and then for competition wise I will like try to communicate with my coach and like if I'm just really not feeling my best that day she might put someone else instead of me um, but I guess like off the court I try to like relax in my free time as much as possible but I know like for many other athletes who are also students it's difficult to balance um, both school and like sports that's yeah. also been like a big stressor because I guess like for table tennis at least like a lot of other like my competitors from like other countries especially like China or like Japan they're all like full-time professional table tennis athletes and many of them like don't go to school so it's like very different and the fact that we have to like be able to compete at that level and also like worry about our academics at the same time I think that only adds to the stress for sure how did you like prioritize between sports school extracurricular research and like so many things like what were your priorities so i would definitely say like for me and even i think my parents school is definitely like number one um it's definitely very very important i think almost like table tennis might have been like on a similar like importance as school um especially in my high school years i think now that i'm college i think my parents are putting more emphasis in school but I would still love to compete and still practice of course mm -hmm. um, but I guess back in high school it was very difficult because of like competitions and a lot of traveling and having to um, make up so much work like weeks of work at once and also like the jet lag that comes with traveling back and forth um, all of that was very difficult to balance but I guess like because I spent so much time on table tennis, um, ultimately that was like my main extracurricular. So it was really just going back and forth between like school and table tennis with like a little bit of research on the side. That was mainly my life during my high school years. Oh my gosh. A lot of things to juggle between. Mm -hmm. Obviously I think it's, maybe it's especially important for you to also take care of your mental health. Mm -hmm. Um, just because of the so many stressors that you have and the so many things going on in your life. Do you think there were any barriers that you encountered maybe prevented you from receiving the mental health help? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I don't know. I don't think there were like really a lot of physical barriers, I would say. I think the main barrier was maybe like myself. It was just not really talked about at all in table tennis in general like i would say even sports in general it's not something that a lot of people really like spoke so openly about i think because like when you think of athletes you think they're like oh they're so strong um and they're like able to withstand so much pressure and i guess like people tend to neglect this like mental health aspect so for me like the biggest challenge in that was like me having to accept these feelings and being able to like come forth to I guess like starting off like with my friends, my close friends, um, and even my family and like being able to talk to them, being more open about it. I think that's also like a way that I started to cope with the things I struggled with. I think being able to reach out to my friends, um, asking them just to like talk and just to chat um, and maybe even to like rant all these like negative feelings I had. And because like some of my closest friends and best friends are from table tennis so they've had a very very similar experience as me um being able to like balance that school and table tennis and also the stress that comes from like competing and so i think that really did help me being more okay with myself 
So now we're going to transition a little bit to like the impact of the pandemic. The pandemic was definitely super stressful for everyone from an athlete's perspective, like just in general, like how has the pandemic impacted your table tennis training or like competition wise? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think one of the biggest things was that um, because of the pandemic, a lot of like training facilities like clubs and things like that, they all closed down for a period of time. So it was very difficult to train. And so because of that, I did um, take a few months off from table tennis. I guess for me now, since I'm in college now, it was also very difficult because the club that I used to train at was very close to home. But then now the clubs here are very far away from Emory and it's just a lot harder for me to find a place to train and find people to train with, especially since I don't know too many people around here um, compared to being at home. But I think also because of the pandemic, like all the tournaments have been canceled. So um, I guess for me personally, I don't know about other athletes, but I guess I don't have as much motivation to train um, like I used to do because now I don't know what I'm training for. Has the pandemic like brought more challenges to your mental health yeah i think i would say like this wouldn't just apply to athletes obviously yeah. um i think for everyone the pandemic has been very very difficult um yeah. people have been dealing with a lot of things and and because of the pandemic like everyone was obviously had to quarantine at home for a period of time and i know that must have been very very difficult for a lot of people um because you're now in like in such an isolating environment and you couldn't really go out um you couldn't really talk to people face to face it was just a very drastic change in such a short period of time um and i also think that because of that like you don't have the same support systems as you did before mm -hmm. like pre-covid um you didn't have all those like friends and even family um you couldn't be able to like um talk to them eat with them and like hang out with them and i like that must have been very difficult for a lot of people um mm -hmm. and i feel like especially with athletes i guess like I feel like having a support system is really, really important. It just feels like you no longer have a team, I guess. Like for me, I couldn't see a lot of my teammates because we all live in different parts of the country. You're kind of more on your own with all the training as well. So kind of made like certain mental health issues even worse than before the pandemic. For sure. The pandemic has definitely brought a lot of like mental health challenges mm -hmm. to athletes, especially um, on social media. I've noticed like a lot of athletes in different sports just posting about their mental health journeys and yeah i definitely agree with that um i think simone bios is definitely um a huge figure in this mm -hmm. um especially with like the breaking news of her at olympics um dropping out from the team event um that must have been very difficult for her being able to um tell everyone that um she does not feel well enough to compete um, both mentally and physically. That was also very, very brave of her and also very powerful for a lot of people, not just other athletes, but also like her fans and also just people in general who have, who like follow her on social media, for example. And I think, I know like she definitely received a lot of backlash for like, I guess people calling her weak and like not being able to withstand that pressure or things like that. And like so many other like very like hurtful words. Mm -hmm. um, but I think her being able to just be so open and so mm -hmm. honest about that, I think that was very, very helpful for 
a lot of people during the pandemic who was also struggling with like similar like mental health issues i know um like one of my teammates um like she also competed in the tokyo olympics this year and after that she also um, spoke up about it in one of her blogs um and how she struggled a lot this year not just like preparing for the olympics but also like during the olympics i think because Simone Biles was like such a huge figure in gymnastics and also like just in general she is like very very well known. I think definitely her coming forth about this was very helpful for a lot of other people. It can't like it probably helped them with like coping and also being more like confident and like giving them the space to be more open to share about their experiences. Um, and I also think that because of Simone Biles and like like all of us um like i guess like in a way like following her and being like more open and being more honest about this i think um together it's very important for us to really like normalize these struggles because they're all like very very valid feelings and we're all so human and this is just a very human experience i would say yeah i think like the pandemic sort of just catalyzed this mm -hmm. whole movement yeah i would definitely agree with that i think because of the pandemic and many athletes coming forward about this i think it really helped us all become i guess more honest with ourselves um and also to really talk about this in more of like a positive light like mm -hmm. to think of it as something that is very like normal instead yeah. of like before like people would there was a lot of stigma surrounding mental health i would yeah. say yeah Thank you, Crystal, for sharing your personal experience briefly. And also thank you, Stella, for interviewing her. As a listener, the biggest take on this for me is that we need to be more conscious about the mental health of aesthetics and become more open when talking about mental health issues. We should take the initiative to reach out to the aesthetics. It could be online or otherwise. Aesthetics always have so much pressure from the public. So society should have a corresponding support system for aesthetic to distress, as Crystal mentioned. The good thing is that during the pandemic, more and more aesthetics start to post about their mental health journey. Remember, we are all human. This is the end of the episode of Voice Through the Mask. And thank you for turning in and we hope you have a good day. If you're currently struggling with mental health, we encourage you to seek professional help and please remember that it's always okay to not be okay.